Joe Bridie is the Dockers' head of football. He joins us right here, right now on the Sporting Goss. Exciting time for you, uh, Joe. Of course, going into a game tonight. We're looking forward to the action against a very good team, Geelong. Yeah, thanks for having me, Goss. It is a really exciting night for the club. Um, great to get the opportunity in Thursday night football. And obviously, a, a really strong team in Geelong. So, fantastic to be back in front of our fans at the uh, Starlight Purple Hayes game. Yeah, Purple Hayes game, Starlight Foundation. I arrived here this morning to do this show here at the stadium, of course, and I've seen some of the the LED lighting around the ground. It's fantastic, and um, it is such a special game, of course, to be had, and people can make their contribution when they come to the venue. Fingers crossed the weather moves through and we don't have too much bad weather. With that said, I know it's a hard question for you to answer, Joe. Are you a good wet weather team, do you think? Yeah, look, it's, it's probably something that we're continuing to work on, uh, really in the, in the wet weather and, and controlling field position and in the contest. It's something we've been really working on. Really talented inside mid-team. Um, Sean Darcy obviously goes to work around the contest in his work, and we know uh, Nat Fife and Dave Mundy do around the stoppages as well. So, look, if the weather does settle in, that'll mean probably more stoppages around the ground, and, uh, and the battle of the contest is going to be really important. So we really trust our, our mids in that space especially and then really want to control ground position if that's the case and give our forwards as many opportunities as possible. Quick ball movement. Everyone that I hear and see, and I'm no coach and uh, and well, you're not either, but you, you know how your team plays. Joe Bridie from the Fremantle Football Club is with us. Quick ball movement can stifle Geelong set up behind the ball, Tom Stewart and a couple of other of their key defenders. Would that be a bit of the message to the to players? If you can, albeit the conditions might not be conducive to quick ball movement and, and skills, to get it in quick? Yeah, look, it depends on a number of things. It's probably the momentum in the game as well and who's controlling that and who's controlling the ball. Um, Geelong like to obviously control themselves and the way they move the footy and and really um, control the, the shape of the ground and, and how they access their own forward. So from our perspective, it's probably at the right time going quick when we get the opportunities and getting the ball in deep, but also at the right times from a momentum perspective, making sure we can control the footy as well. So... It's something that our players are continuing to grow and improve on is knowing the, the right situation in the game to, to approach it in the right way. But obviously, from a forward perspective, getting the ball in there as quick as possible gives them a better opportunity one out. And we do know that Geelong's uh, defenders like to roll off and get back and support. So it is going to be something important tonight, that's for sure. You've made one change to the team so far. Ethan Hughes back in the team replacing Brandon Walker, who's being, quote, managed. Um, will Brandon Walker play Waffle on Sunday? Still working through that, obviously. We, we can finalise our, our waffle squad tomorrow after tonight's fixture, so um, we'll look to finalise that. It's obviously something from our perspective to look to give Brandon an opportunity to rest up as a first-year player, having come into the AFL and, and been pretty good, to be honest. So he's obviously a, unlucky in that sense to uh, miss out, but we bring back a, a really important leader within our group, and Ethan Hughes, and how he goes about it. Um, and we know how strong he is in the contest and putting his body on the line for the team, so... Um, it's great to have Husey back, but we'll work through what our Waffle uh, team looks like. Tell us a bit about the journey back for Ethan Hughes. Been out for a while now, that uh, that journey to get him back. And as you mentioned, he was in pretty good form at the time. And I think these type of conditions, if they are wet and a bit windy, uh, he's a big body defender and he can get through that midfield as well. He'd be almost perfect in the conditions. Yeah, and that's a little bit of the reason for him coming back. We just know what he brings. He puts his heart and soul into it and puts his body on the line for the team and and really never say die attitude in the way he goes about it and his head over the ball and strong in the contest. So he, he, 
gives our uh, our backs a real confidence, and we've had some actually an opportunity over the last few weeks to get that back seven really settled, which has been important for them because there's been a number of different changes. So that probably just gives us some more stability with that back line. He's very experienced and had a, a fantastic start to the season, Husey. So um, we know what he brings, and we're fantastic to have him back in the team tonight. The, just the continual progression of, of Sean Darcy. I mean, I, I was on the record of saying I, I, I genuinely, 12 months ago, and I know big men take a lot longer, and I should know that being six foot seven myself, uh, take a lot longer to, to flourish in life and <laughs> in particular in the footy field, Joe, and he's, and he's done so, and he just gets better each and every week. And he probably holds the key. I know that you don't want to just place it on the shoulders of one young ruckman who's still in the infancy of his career, but... Geelong's weakness is their lack of uh, uh, continuous ruck power and domination. They've got a great midfield, but they do that on the back of probably not ruck domination from Radagalia and and also Reece Stanley. You get the ball going your way. His follow-up is outstanding. His aggression around the ground. I mean, are 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 you at any stage surprised of his quick progression from 12 months ago to now? It obviously seems like it's been a surprise by uh, the public, I guess, in the last month or so and how Sean's gone, come on. But really, from our perspective, the way he goes about it, especially in the last two years, his ability to prepare, his ability to want to get better, the amount of work he does with Aaron Sandlands off the field in improving his, his ruck craft. Um, he's the first person in the door in the mornings in terms of his recovery and prep. So um, Sean's just got a real strong attitude to being the best rookie and obviously player that he can be across his career. And we're seeing that come to fruition. I think it obviously helps as well that the group that are working together, there's a really good um, continuity with that, that midfield group and they're working closely together and obviously they help each other out around the ground. Um, Rory Lobb obviously can pinch it in the ruck, which enables Sean to go forward and, and obviously be a marking target as well. So from our perspective, yeah, it's, it's really exciting to see the way that Sean's playing and the impact he's having in games. Um, and we, we want that to continue. Uh, we think he's got plenty of room for growth uh, moving forward as well. So it's definitely an exciting time for the club to have um, a young developing ruck coming through and the impact that Sean's having on the field. You talk about Aaron Sandlands. Can you give the listeners a perspective of how much time Aaron spends down there and uh, you know when he's out on the, on the park? How often do we see him down at training? Yeah, he's down at the club one day a week, um, spied, and... and Really, that day is our main training day. So he's out in the track working with uh, Lloyd Meek and, and Sean, as I said, and and really giving the players an understanding of um, a number of different aspects, positioning around the ground, obviously their ruck craft, the, the opposition they're coming up against and going through the vision of the opposing ruck that's coming up that week and discussing how they might combat the strengths of that ruckman um, and really just, um, just a, a voice and a shoulder to lean on. He's a great listener, Aaron, and, and the way he goes about the genuine care. Sean actually moved into Aaron's house when he first arrived at the club and Aaron was still staying and, and Aaron was still playing. So there's a really strong connection between the two of them, a lot of trust. Um, and obviously they can have hard conversations when they need to as well. So it's great to have a person of obviously Aaron's experience still engaged with the club uh, one day a week and he's there on match day as well and sits on the bench to help the guys out when they come off. We know you've got to concentrate on tonight's game. Joe Bridie, the general manager of footy of Fremantle, is with us. You've only got to concentrate on the game, one game at a time, a very common cliche, but it's true. Um, have you had any discussion as a football department, probably not wanting to burden the playing group right now with what happens after tonight's fixture, but the next game, where, when, why and how, and 
and possible hub life, possible games coming here. It's all a bit crazy with what's happening in Melbourne and Sydney right now. There's even cases in Queensland. Adelaide looks like a clear pass. Adelaide, uh, Tassie's probably shutting it down at the moment. Um, as a footy club, have you had any emergency meetings of the last uh, 12, 14 hours in regards to what now after tonight? Yeah, look, your comment about anything's possible is exactly right. Day by day at the moment in the AFL industry, um, it's not something that we've been speaking with the players and the football department about. Obviously, working with with Justin and Peter and, and Simon Garlic in terms of high level discussions about the potentials, um, but really, we're as you said, really focused on tonight, and that's our first and foremost priority. But in in the back of our minds, we're having discussions with obviously the AFL and um, WA authorities about what the potential may look like over the coming um, week with what's happening on the East Coast. And obviously, we're scheduled to play Sydney was in Melbourne. So we're just working through those things. But for now, it's a priority to to get through tonight and have a really strong performance. And then we'll look to to next week, tomorrow. And um, as I said, those things can change every day um, and how how they progress. So um, really the health and safety of, of everyone in the community, but also our players and staff and their wellbeing will be our first and foremost priority. It is. What's your vibe? Uh, you would have seen the, the, the ground conditions on Monday night. As Oscar Allen was doing the podcast yesterday for the Eagles and said they warmed up uh, out on the ground. They could see the weather coming. The ground was in great shape. And even Paul Hazelby mentioned in the call how great the ground looked. We have not had much footy on it. Didn't take long for that to change. It came down, albeit it drains pretty quick. Um, what's your direction to the playing group pre-game in regards to getting used to the conditions? Yeah, it's probably just saying from a mindset perspective that obviously Justin will talk to the players about to be ready for whatever that may look like. Actually, we speak with Optus Stadium quite a bit and they were just talking through the fact that there were some significant downpours only 10 minutes before the game. So I think at the start of the game, it obviously did look like there was a fair bit of water on the field. But as you mentioned, gosh, it does drain really well. So I'm not too sure that there's a significant amount of rain due this afternoon. But it is saying that we from a mindset perspective, prepare our players for if, if that does happen. But um, as you said, the, the ground and the um, surface at Optus is, is fantastic and um, drains really well. So it's not something that we're um, really discussing in too great a detail. The cards fell your way with a couple of the results in regards to staying in the eight. Um, you can only win games and control your destiny by the four premiership points you get. Last one. The fans are up and about. You're above the Eagles. Everyone's now thinking finals. Players are even at least touching on finals. Even your captain is not afraid to mention that's the objective. It's clearly the objective inside the group, and you're in a position to do that. Are you keeping a lid on it, or do you want to just get out and about and get up while your form's good and things are going your way? Yeah, you mentioned over the weekend there were some results that probably people weren't expecting. It's something that we need to be cognizant of in terms of preparing for each week and prioritising how we want to play um, the upcoming opponent. We've got some big games ahead of us and it starts with Geelong tonight. So but that's our first and foremost priority and discussion internally. But um, as you mentioned, it is something that we want to be. We want to be a finals football club and haven't been there for a few years. So it's, uh, it's driving our group to achieve success. Um, it's something that's driving us internally to... Um, create the best environment possible as we can as a football department and football program and, and give our fans uh, and members uh, what they deserve in terms of those opportunities um, in the finals. So, look, as I said, we'll start tonight with our game against Geelong, but it's in front of us and, and we're really excited about the opportunities that provides us with the potential of playing finals. Thanks for joining us, Joe. Have a good afternoon. Have a good build-up. Have a great game. And let's hope Fremantle will get the job done and continue to stay uh, 
in the top eight, of course, with uh, the rounds running out and uh, whatever the journey happens from here on in, we'll chat to you, I'm sure, uh, going ahead for the Sporting Goss. Thanks for joining us again on Game Day. Appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, Tim.